0: Welcome to the Color Resale Podcast, episode number 4, 10 Working From Home Tips. Working from home seems to be gaining popularity with more people doing it now than ever, and it seems like that trend is going to continue on growing. This episode felt really important to record right now with the pandemic and shelter in place. A lot of us who are fortunate enough to have jobs still are being asked to work from home for a lot of us for the first time ever. And while working from home gets glamorized a lot, I think the reality of it when you are faced with it for the first time, you realize that it's a lot more challenging than it seems. Today, I've created a worksheet with 10 tips. We're going to be walking through it. I'm going to be sharing the best gems, the best tips, the best tricks that I have learned in my a little over a year working from home. Let's jump right on into it. Hustle mentality is alive and well amongst boss babes, but so is burnout. What if we shifted our habits, found clarity, honed in our passion, and approached our work-life balance holistically? I'm your host, Coco, entrepreneur, mama, spicy food lover, and owner of Color Resale. Check in every week as I share questions and actionable steps so that our life and business can thrive. Hello, it's me, Coco, owner of Color Resale. I've been working for a home for a little over a year now. And before that, I was a preschool teacher for five years and used to working in a school environment with a lot of teachers, a lot of parents, a lot of students, and just this plethora of community. Going from that very structured environment to a work-from-home environment felt like whiplash. And so I had to learn a lot of lessons A lot of tools to make sure that my productivity was at a good. Spot where I was earning enough money and being a really responsible boss for myself. As I mentioned in the intro, a lot of the time working from home gets glamorized. You get to stay in pajamas all day, watch Netflix, it's less work, no commute, and a lot of the realities of the day to day operations get left behind until you're faced with it. And then it can be quite paralyzing because it's not very intuitive to work in a space that feels so cozy and like a really distinct separation from work. So today I'm going to walk you through those tips so that you can have that home life and that work life all underneath your roof, all inside your house, apartment, um, RV, bus, wherever, wherever, tiny home, wherever you, wherever you call home, wherever you're going to get your work done. Let's get into it. Step number one is having a start time. Just like as you were, just as if you would be going to work, it's a really important thing to decide what time you're going to start your day. And if you have the freedom of being your own boss and working by yourself truly, you get a lot of time to experiment. Now, this isn't going to be the case for everyone. If you're like me and you're a mama, your day is going to be dictated by your child and by your family and um, when they need you. Just to clarify, I have a toddler, and I'm her provider, her care provider. So um, I think it'd be really different if you had school-age children. Another example um, of someone who may be n- might not be able to. Uh, have their decide their start time would be if you were working in collaboration with other people if you had to sign on to slack or you had to sign on for a zoom meeting to start off your day whatever that would be um, or just send an email or a text at a certain time if that's decided for you then skip this step but if you do have the luxury of deciding when you start your day i would recommend that you play around with it Um, start off the first week, first day, with maybe a regular start day, that window that a lot of people start, that six to nine window, um, and see how you like it. Another a few options that you could look into is starting really really early and i know that this works for a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of mamas because there's not a lot of people awake at say five four in the morning uh, you won't be getting a lot of uh, notifications of new emails uh, your kiddos won't be asking for you um, it'll just be hyper focused time now if you're a morning person or you like going to sleep early this option is going to be a great one to try now if you're a night owl you might want to try starting your day off later really play around with it what the only um recommendations i would give for this step is to make sure that you're getting an adequate amount of sleep and to make sure that you're taking really good care of yourself. Uh, We can have a lot of flexibility and I think that working during your peak productivity hours is the way to go and that does take a little bit of finessing. It takes a little bit of experimentation. So that would be the step number one, finding your start time. The second is to have Uh, go to start to your day, a task that you do every single morning. It's a no-brainer. I should rephrase that, every single start time, because if you're starting your day at night, your work day at night, then you wouldn't be doing it in the morning. Uh, This can look like so many different things if you have the luxury of time and you don't have people wanting you to start at a certain time then maybe a really gentle morning routine would work really well a shower brushing your teeth drinking water maybe some tea or coffee reading the news um, doing whatever you need to do to start off your day for me I don't have the luxury of time as I mentioned I have my toddler and so what I do is I have my what I call journal time. And it looks different, different days, but it does start off with me sitting down with a pen with my book and writing down... Um, sometimes if I'm really strapped for time it's a brain dump I write down everything that's on my mind and I just fill a page and just let it flow out if I have a little bit more time I love doing morning pages which is three pages of freehand and it gets you started it's harder than you would think the first page is very intuitive feels very organic you write things out as I mentioned before it's usually a brain dump and then the second page, I like to review the day before, the day ahead, maybe review my tasks. And then the third page, I usually run out of things to write. And so that's when my subconscious starts to come out and I start writing things that I didn't even realize were on my mind. Sometimes I catch a certain, um, plant like events or dates or appointments that I might have missed that just spark up. That's really lucky when that happens or um, I'll remember to contact someone that I forgot to contact or follow up with something. I like really pushing that boundary and um, writing until I feel like I have nothing left to write because usually that's when the gems come out. Um, So that's how I like to start off my day. Um, Another great way to start off your day that kind of brings me into the next uh, tip is your space now if you have your own workspace as I do with my studio then going into your studio, closing the door and starting your work day, your focused work day, is a great plan. Now, not everyone has that. And especially if you um, had your work from home spring up out of nowhere, like so many people are experiencing now, the reality is that a lot of people are going to be working from their dining room table or their guest room or their bedroom. And maybe that first thing that you do in the morning is to set up your workspace because it can't be Um, Set all the time. It has to be a space that converts into a workspace. So let's get into workspace. Let's get in, let's start talking about that a little bit. So, what I think a great workspace has is two different things, two different elements. The first are the essentials that you need to set yourself up for success. So, for me, that's my phone a charger, my computer, water, um, chapstick, a notebook, pen, um, my planner. And that's usually the things I grab. And a little snack. Usually those are the things so that I don't have to get up a million times so that I have the things I need. Now, depending on you, what you do, your work, Um, what type of task you're doing, it might look different, but I would really recommend that you look around your space. It doesn't have to be on your desk, it can just be around you, but that you have the things you need at your disposal readily available so that you don't have to break that flow once you find it, because that workflow is something sacred and you wanna ride that wave (laughs) until you lose that momentum. And then the second thing is that it, it has a clear distinction between your relaxing space and your productive space, your productive workspace. I should I should say correction. <laughs> um, so uh, that can look. Like a lot of different things. A a really clear indicator of separation of space is a door. If you can close that door and separate yourself, that's a great way to do it. A lot of people, as I mentioned before, don't have access to that. So if it's going to be something like you have to work from your bedroom, which was the reality for me when I was a freshman in college and I was in the dorms, a lot of the time I worked. I did homework from my bedroom. And what I did then was I rearranged the pillows or I moved things around or I created a little work nook or I bought a little fold out tray, like breakfast table type of thing. And I brought that and I just used that for homework. So I I would never put my computer on it and watch Netflix and hang out or have food on it or anything like that. I had a very clear distinction of, okay, this pop out tray is going to be my workspace. And I think that anytime that you can do that, if you have a dining room table that usually has like a bowl of fruit on it or flowers or some kind of decorative thing, you can say, okay, when those flowers and those things are on it, it's the dining room table. It's a place for the family. But when my books are on it and my computer's on it and it's set up as a workspace, it's a workspace. And that's um, what happens then. And it's really important, I feel, for your environment to allow you to create those clear distinctions because that's the name of the game. Creating boundaries is the name of the game. (laughs) Okay, let's move into the next one, which is to set yourself up for success by planning. A good plan is amazing. There's that uh, quote, if you don't plan, if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. It felt good. It felt right. Um, so I am a hardcore planner. I love a good to-do list. Um, I make my plan the night before I think about the day. So actually Rewind. I actually do my planning Sunday evening. I review the week and I set forth looking at the dates in the week to come and I plop a few different ideas on a few different days. And it's very rudimentary. It's very bare bones, but it gets me started. And then the night before the day, so Sunday night, I would do it for Monday, Monday night for Tuesday, and so on and so forth. I would create a structure for the next day. And I revisit it in the morning and make sure that it still works for my day. If I wake up and my baby is teething or she's having a growth spurt and she's extra attached that day, then maybe photographing a bunch of things or doing something very physical, um, like thrifting or sourcing or something like that, where I need my my body to myself wouldn't work those days, I would find a different task for that day. So I think it's important to have a very clear uh, idea of what you're going to be doing but also planning in some flexibility so that it's realistic because there's nothing more frustrating than having a schedule, having a plan of action, and not being able to execute it because it wasn't realistic. Then you might as well not have a plan. You might as well not have the list and save yourself that time and just relax during that time, right? So what goes into a good plan? I usually like to set three large goals, three non-negotiables for that day. It's usually tasks that generate income, that generate money, and I set those first. And I try to do those first thing in the day, and then all of the other secondary and tertiary goals, come later in the day. I really make sure that those three get addressed, get looked at, get tackled first, and then all the other ones can come second. And then usually those three goals are not small feats. They usually have other steps that go in underneath them. So I actually break it down. I write the three on the top of my list and then I break it down and turn those three into very actionable steps. I do this for a couple different reasons. One is I love checking things off my list. I get a little pop of endorphins when I cross things off. I feel so accomplished and it really motivates me to keep on going. And so if I have something really big, like, um, list 30 pieces of clothing, th- there's so many steps behind that. So instead I break it up as, you know, steam the 30 pieces, uh, photograph the 30 pieces, uh, edit the photos, and then, you know, I, I break it up into smaller pieces so that I can cross those off, keep the momentum going. Uh, it also helps me when I break it up to look at the tasks by time and see if those three tasks are realistic to do in a day. Um, because if you're gonna have three tasks that take 72 hours and you're trying to do them in a 12 hour uh, or eight hour, more realistic eight hour time frame. That, that's probably not gonna happen. I mean, unless you're wild and then um, message me at color resell on Instagram and let me know how you're doing it. Um, that's how I do my plan. I um, swear by this method, it's a very simple but it's very effective. I think that a lot of the time we overcomplicate things and I think that sticking to three main points, breaking it down into actionable steps, and then once you finish those, you can add on more. Sometimes what I like to do is have a column next to it, which I call my bonus tasks that I get to after the three are done and then I tackle those bonus tasks. Usually those are things that push the needle forward. They're not always the ones that make me money, but they are ones that will make me money in the future or improve my business or um, secure the foundation of my business, something like that, those are usually the bonus tasks. And I'm surprised how often I get to those bonus tasks, but I definitely tackle those three to start off with. Let's get into the next one, which is one that I think a lot of people fail on. I know I did, which is scheduling breaks. There's a reason why you have breaks at work. (laughs) There's a reason why, and at home, what happens if you don't schedule them is you will find time to do them, and you won't do them at opportune times, you won't do it in a productive way, and you will sprinkle them all throughout your day, so tasks that should have maybe taken you three hours will now take you 10 hours, and there goes your workday. Uh, there's a couple different ideas that I have about taking breaks. One is timing. Most of us have slumps in our day. For me, it's usually around that 3, 4 o'clock time of day. I start to have a little lull. And no matter how exciting the task is, no matter how productive I'm feeling that day, I usually start to feel a little slump. That's when I schedule my break. I love doing it. Um, it's usually um, coincides with my baby waking up from her nap. And so I give myself a break. And I have a very specific kind of formula to my breaks, which is if I'm doing something extremely mentally demanding, say I'm doing my bookkeeping for the day, say I'm writing uh, for my social media content, say that I'm planning ahead, say that I'm doing a lot of listings and I'm doing a lot of computer work and that's very mentally taxing. Then I'll do a physical break. and physical breaks can look like having a little dance party with my baby. Usually around that four o'clock time when I like to take my break is when she wakes up from her nap. So I like to run around with her. I like to play, I like to dance, we go we used to go for a walk, now we go to our backyard and have a little picnic. Um, do something that gets the blood pumping, gets my body moving, will stretch together. I might turn on a timer and do a 30 minute quick clean of the house so that it feels fresh. That really gives me a lot of life. And then um, the other way, if I'm having a really physically demanding day where I'm updating my inventory and pulling boxes off of really high shelves and moving, my, um, moving the clothing around and I have hangers flying everywhere and I'm just moving around taking pictures, then I'll try to do something that's more mental. Then I'll try to do something like read a book by myself or to my baby. Um, I'll try to um, plan out something like a trip or something that uses my mind and give my body a rest. Um, I think that it's really important to figure out what's going to fill your cup back up. I think a lot of people associate breaks with doing nothing, and sometimes that really works if you want to sit down and meditate or... Just give yourself space to do whatever you want. That works great. Some people need a little more structure. Figuring out, playing around with it and figuring out what's actually gonna make you feel rejuvenated is going to be a great move. Maybe, maybe it's coffee, maybe it's a snack, maybe it's something different. Who knows? Everyone's so different. Everyone needs to figure out their breaks. While we're on the topic of breaks, let's talk about food. Let's talk about lunches, let's talk about snacks snacks. I am a food lover. I love buying food at the grocery store or at a restaurant. I love making it. I love having it be made for me. I love eating it. I I just love every single part about food, eating, things like that. So for me, it makes sense for me to cook um my hubby at times i can't and then my hubby will step step in some weeks when it's very hectic i'll do meal prep my recommendation for you is um figure out what works best and the best way to do that is to look at your history look at patterns that you've already created so if you used to bring home lunches to work that you've prepped the night before do so for your home situation too. So if you're a meal prepper and every weekend you make yourself a stew and you bring in the stew with you throughout the week, try to do that at home too. If at work you have snacks around you and you're used to having snacks at your arm's reach, then try to provide that for your home as well. Try to set yourself up for success. If you know that cooking is going to be the thing that fills your cup up and is the great break that you need, then do that. Uh, some, Some... Mistake, I don't want to call them mistakes, but some missteps that get made when people start working from home for the first time is that they forget to eat and um, have crashes. (laughs) They just run out of steam because they run out of fuel and energy from food. Um, Or the other version is they overeat and then they become very sluggish because they're eating way more than they're used to um, and usually not very healthy things. So definitely prioritize food, figure out what type of foods are gonna nourish you best and how um, readily available you want them to be the Do you want to be cooking every day is it part of your break do you want to have it just uh, a grab and go situation Um, that's a really important step it will really change you from a very sluggish person to a very productive person it's a very easy thing to change and, and get a hold of next up is sound it's amazing how powerful sound can be for productivity and workflow at times for some of us it's silence is key and then a good pair of noise-canceling headphones might be the way to go. For some of us, it's getting motivated. I know for me, if I'm doing one of the uh, physically demanding jobs, like steaming or folding clothing or sending out packages, I have Spotify playlists that I make every month, and I put those on, and I just jam through it. It keeps me flowing. It keeps me going. Uh, I also love listening to podcasts. I love... Um, listening to audiobooks, different things like that really keep me going. Uh, Definitely look into them. I would recommend that you figure out... The type of music that gets you really excited and as far as podcasts go that um, you find ones that are either extremely entertaining like a really good crime podcast that just makes the time fly by or ones that are really funny and you find yourself cracking up and you're like, oh, where did that hour go? Or ones that are really going to inform you, really going to build you up. I love listening to business podcasts and self-betterment podcasts, things like that. Because then not only am I feeling really pumped from... Uh, working but I'm also feeling really pumped from growing and I actually look forward to those tasks because I know that I'll get the chance to listen to those podcasts during those times. The next tip has been the true game changer. I probably should have put this one earlier on the list. It's The reason why it's later on in the list is because it took me about almost a year to figure out how valuable this step was, which is using timers. I know, I know it may sound basic, but it has been the game changer in my work from home routine, work from home rhythm. I figured out that if I give myself an hour to complete my task or four hours to complete my task, I will use the time. (laughs) I will use the time. If I give myself an hour, I'll be moving. I'll be moving a little, uh, I was about to say speedier. I'll be moving with some speed. I'll be agile. I'll be um, getting through those tasks quickly with a pep in my step. If I give myself four hours, I'll be checking Instagram. I'll be talking to my baby. I'll be, um, you know, doing all kinds of things that have their time in place but don't need to be during that time i know for me the timer is essential because i have my baby at home and i do want to spend time with her so what it has allowed me to do is really condense the amount of time that i'm working so it makes me work a lot smarter a lot more efficient and gives me a lot of a lot more time to enjoy being home because that's one of the perks from working from home is that you get to enjoy your home. And what's the point of working from home if you're just gonna be um, working nonstop and not getting to enjoy it, right? So I will set timers for every single task and I'll try to reduce the time down. So initially, for example, I would set a timer for maybe an hour to photograph a rack of clothing. The second time later on in the week when I'm photographing that rack again, I would say, okay, this is the same amount of items. Let's see if instead of doing it in an hour, I can do it in 45 minutes. And I'll just see if I can go further down, further down, further down. And you'd be really surprised. I've been able to really reduce the time down and um, then what happens is I have these breaks so one thing that I've been really into recently that has nothing to do with work but I think is a really good example for this is working out I'm doing high intensity interval training and the type of high intensity interval training I do are minute workouts where you're on you're doing high power exercises for 45 seconds and then you have a 15 second rest and I think What's really special about that is you're really allowing for that, um, like out-breath and in-breath. You're really allowing, um this progression of energy, high in energy and then rest, right? And I think that that is exciting, kind of keeps you on your toes, keeps things moving forward, keeps things fresh. And so I try to do that with my work as well. I will give myself time to do certain tasks and I'll set my timer for as I said, maybe like 45 minutes to photograph the rack, but then I'll also give myself time to rest in between those tasks. And I use that rest I use it wisely. So if um, I'm doing something really physically demanding, I'll take that 15 minutes to stretch. Um, I'll try to bend over and touch my toes and wiggle out, move my shoulders around, stretch. If I'm doing computer work, I roll my neck around. I'll crack, not crack my fingers, but uh, you know, push my fingers out. Oh God, it just is sounding worse and worse. (laughs) Crack your fingers to push them out. Oh my goodness. No, be gentle with your body. That's not what I meant. I'm just not describing the motion quickly um, enough. My brain is moving differently than my mouth. I am sorry. Um, So yes, I try to do that. I try to have um, little breaks. I try to go to the bathroom, drink water, um, water the plants, um, use that 15 minutes in between tasks wisely. And that's another um, motivator to shortening the time down um, is so that I can build in more of those little breaks to keep me sharp throughout my day. Number nine, we're coming close to the end. I don't know where all this time went. It's speeding on by, is to review your day. If you were working at a corporate job or just at a job that wasn't at home, you would have... Uh, Reviews. You would be reviewed uh, quarterly or annually, whatever it looks like. I know that when I was a teacher, I had people review my work. And I think this is really important to do as a boss. And I think that we forget to do it to ourselves. And so what I like to do is I like to review how I did at the end of the day, because I am my own boss. I'm the one paying me. I'm the one who sees if I need a promotion or not. Um, And I I look at it very objectively. I look at my day. I look at the things I um, did. And instead of thinking about it through my lens about myself, I look at it as if I was hiring someone to do this job, if I was outsourcing and asking someone to do all of these things for my business would I be happy with their performance that day? Shifting that thinking from myself to another helps me look at it more objectively, helps me have some hard truths and some real realities, and um, I look through the day. I see, I point out a few things that I did really well. I think that's really important to pat yourself on the back because no one else is gonna do that if you're working from yourself, if you're working from home. Even if you have a team of people, they might not see all the work that you're doing, And you really do need to celebrate those victories and then i find a couple things that i could do better a lot of it has to do with productivity time management focus and i challenge myself the next day to really focus hone in on both the good things and the things that need improvement the good things so that i can hold on to that sustain it so that it can become habitual patterns and then um the not so great things so that it can improve and then Last, but definitely not least, 10, is an area that I still need improvement on, which is having an end time to your day. You don't wanna work day in, day out, every single day, forever. It's not sustainable. Um, There's different seasons. Um, If you're running your own business and you're starting off, I know I've been living in that season, um, which is that you need to work a lot more than you think that you do, um, just because that's the reality of having your own business sometimes. Sometimes you just need to have hardcore hustle uh, seasons. Um, But ideally, you would have a start time and an end time, and they would be hard start and hard end times. So once three o'clock, seven o'clock, midnight rolls around, you close the computer down, you get out of your workspace, whatever that workspace is, and you get into coziness. Now, one thing I didn't mention in all of this that I probably should have, so maybe this is number 10, uh, a 10.1, whatever, um, is clothing. I'm a firm believer that um, you should wear whatever you want at home, but I have noticed that changing, even if it's changing from one set of pajamas to another set of pajamas is really good. Um, so definitely change again, because it's again that idea of changing your environment, but also changing your your physical presence um, and, and your what you're physically wearing um, can really shift your thinking from, okay, I'm on, I'm working, I'm being fully immersed in my workday and my workflow is strong to, okay, now I'm home, I'm cozy, I'm relaxing, I'm taking that out breath that I really need and reward yourself. Do something really special. You know, a lot of the time with work, they'll go, co- your coworkers will go out for drinks or um, they'll have work parties or something like that. It's really important that you do the same. So. Um, get takeout from your favorite restaurant once in a while treat yourself to something nice watch that Netflix show that you um, didn't watch throughout the day that you um postponed watching definitely all the things that you're trying to avoid throughout the day um to focus and to keep that concentration strong definitely give yourself permission to indulge in those things either on the weekend or when your work day is done it's really important to have that really concrete out breath and the really concrete in breath um so that um you don't go crazy <laughs> um Those are my tips. I hope it helped. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I think a couple times now, I created a worksheet. It's free. It's a downloadable PDF. It'll walk you through all the things we talked about. The link is in the show notes um, or in the description. If you're watching this on YouTube, then it's there. Next week for episode number five, we're going to be doing a branding deep dive. The aesthetics, the culture of your brand, um, your values, we're going to be doing a lot of that work next week. I'm so excited. It's something that I love and I hope you will too. I hope you will get so much out of it. I would love to connect with you over and on instagram my handle is at color thank you so much for listening in if you enjoyed this episode please share it with anyone who you know that's working from home right now or is going to be doing that transition soon i think that these tips will really help everyone get to know themselves and to get to know their workflow a little better. Thank you so much for spending time with me. It is such a treat and I will see you so soon. Thank you and goodbye. Mm -hmm.